0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay? Well, listen here.
1: Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Haha, ha, ha okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be talking about Season 4, Episode 1 of Love After Lockup. This week, Deontay introduces us to Nicole and Nicole Jr. Stan meets Elisa on Seeking Arrangements, and she sleeps with him despite his terrible rug. Brittany accidentally dates someone in prison. Rachel buys nine pounds of bologna for Doug. And Courtney dresses up like a pickle to meet Josh. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. If you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy.
0: Hello, Miss H. Oh, hi. <laughs>
1: I forgot which channel we were on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. It's been so long since we did it on this channel. You forget that I start this show.
1: Yes, you do start the show. Oh, my goodness. How are you? It's been a while since we've seen convicts.
0: I know. We, have, we still haven't seen any convicts yet. But
1: oh, yes, I'm, ex- that's I'm true. excited.
0: I'm excited for a few of these look like they're going to be really, really hard train wrecks that I'm excited for.
1: Yes, I am too. And what I'm also excited is, uh, we saw during this episode that life after lockup is coming back pretty soon. So in August.
0: Yeah, so I think that I don't know that they'll double up. So this might be a pretty, you know, reasonably short season, season, like eight, eight to ten weeks. I could deal with that. That that that's better than what they usually do for life after lockup. They just leave it on forever.
1: And it could be towards the end, too, of August. But what I was the most excited about with Life After Lockup is we didn't see Sarah and Michael. So I was like, Woo. OK, I think I, I, think I could get on board with I this could, season.
0: I could, I could be OK with that. I assumed I – you know what? I didn't actually – I don't think I actually saw it because I probably fast-forwarded through it. But I imagine we saw mm-hmm. some, some things from Ghana, right?
1: Ghana. No, actually, I missed that.
0: Andrea and Lamar, aren't they going to Ghana with their family? I would assume that would have been on it.
1: Yeah, no, the only thing that really stuck out was uh Lacey and Shane, um mm. Sean and Destiny or his new prison lady.
0: Uh-huh. Um
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's those are the only that stuck out to me.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, I'm sure I there's mean, more
1: like, on there, but yeah.
0: I'm sure. Uh, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Let's just <laughs> keep our fingers crossed it's crossed it's not Sarah Michael that they like announced right at the last I know, minute.
1: right? Oh gosh. Ugh. Yes.
0: But anyway, let's go over to the season. Season four, brand new people. And I'm going to start with the one we probably saw the least of this whole show. Mm -hmm. And that's Brittany and um, Ray. So we first see Brittany, who is 33, from Houston, clothes shopping for her first out-of-prison meeting with her boyfriend, Ray. She describes herself as bougie and fancy for most things in life, but she likes her man edgy. She met Ray on social media through a mutual friend about nine months ago, and didn't know that he was in prison until they video chatted. He kept saying things like, oh, I'm unavailable, or oh, I'm really hit up right now. She was like, what does that mean? (laughs) So anyway, she's excited for when he gets out to have some in-house dick, but her family doesn't know anything about the relationship. Um, This is an issue because her last relationship was a disaster that um, involved domestic abuse and the police, and her ex ended up going to jail over it. So she thinks any man that's, from prison is going to be a further traumatic for her mother. Um, and then they kind of leave it there. Her friends know about him, but not her mom. So it seems like that's going to be the big storyline for her going forward. Like, is there any way – I don't know. What do you think would be the bar for this mother that would be not traumatic?
1: Uh, I don't know. I feel that a lot of these parents, it's like – Bare minimum. Come on. Please don't go to prison. Please don't have a history of violence. Right. Um, You know, please don't be a moocher. Like, I don't think these parents' requests or expectations are all that unreasonable, right? They do
0: say, no one I bring home is ever going to be good enough for you. It's like, well, maybe try bringing home one person that's not a drug addict and see how that goes.
1: (laughs) Right. And it's just like – yeah, and that's why it's just like no one's ever good enough for you. It's like, well, no. Just maybe <laughs> don't look for dudes at the trash pile heap you've been looking in.
0: Yeah, it, it, it I imagine and I imagine it is tough because that's what she likes. She seems to like she says she likes edgy men, and this is not not the only person here that that kind of makes the same claim of like, oh no, my the rest of my life is good, but but when it comes to men, I like them trashy. It's like, oh. Yeah.
1: I don't really get that. Like, what is the edginess that you're really into? Is it the fact that you're a bad boy and you've been to prison? Because then I think there's something psychologically, like, damaged or some kind of trauma or something that makes you, like, think that. I can understand how, you know, and, like – people tend to think that this is very synonymous like they say oh like uh, girls like bad boys or something and I don't think it's that girls like bad boys I think it's like they are very attracted to confidence but people Mm -hmm. associate those two together and so they think they have to act like assholes to get girls to like them or to get other people to be attracted to them when it's not really the asshole quality it's really the confidence so I'm wondering what quality is it that she is really defining as edgy it can't be the prison thing right
0: right well she didn't she didn't say that she'd been with somebody in prison she didn't know this guy was in prison before they were talking yeah. right so i don't know that they would have gotten very far in the talking but it's like i, I definitely think uh, uh, you know, there's a certain amount of i wouldn't say you know control but amount of so confident that you're just like well I'm so awesome. You're going to do what I say because that's what you're going to do. And like that kind of take the take control attitude that comes with a lot of comes with a lot of these guys um, seems to be something that they're into. I don't know. So I always kind of think of it, the the bad boy thing and like being into stuff like that. Like I kind of I think it's kind of hot when he tells me what to do. It's very much like it's hard to express like what exactly it is that they find attractive about that, right? Because you said, what is it? What, what makes them find attractive? And it, to me, I kind of think of it like somebody with like a fetish, right? If they have like a foot fetish, you're like, what is it uh-huh. about feet? And you're like, I don't know. I just really like feet. I don't like. <laughs> you can't explain <laughs> specifically what it is about the feet that they might be really into, right? The same way like, if like what, what is it about these, you know, trashy asshole guys that you like? And you're like, I-, I don't know. I just find them. I just think they're really hot. Like I see them and I'm like, that person's hot.
1: Yeah, I think the difference, though, is his feet are pretty harmless, so I think you should probably take a moment to figure out what it is exactly you're interested in because you can get hurt <laughs> yeah, this way, that right? Might,
0: you're right. That might be something that if that is an issue you have, it might might need a little more self-introspection to get to the root of what's right. going on there. <laughs>
1: Right. Definitely. Um, So my first impression of Brittany is I was getting very strong Chevelle vibes from her, like just being Mm -hmm. super fancy, like she just uh, already off the bat. I'm like, this woman is stubborn. She didn't care what her parents think. She's going to do all the stupid things and, you know, defend it even after she realizes it's a stupid thing, you know? And that was completely Chevelle.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. Like it's going to be, and she's going to do that same. I could totally see her doing that same kind of Chevelle thing where it's like, um, I think getting a boyfriend straight out of prison is not a good idea. And she was like, why you always got to get in the way of my happiness? Why are you trying to do this to me? And it's like,
1: yeah, either about, get with the program like, <laughs> or don't, you know, like that yeah. was Chevelle, like love it or leave it. Like this is what I'm doing anyway.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's a definitely a, you know, certain kind of fancy. It's same, and the, the the thing is, is like their, you know, personal style wasn't all that different either. So it definitely I kind know. of went to the same the same kind of things. But like, you know, those I things can, that are like, yeah. uh, it's like really fancy. I have, you know, eyeshadow that has real gold in it. And it was like, yeah, but. It's weird gold eye shadow that you caked onto your face. I don't know that that counts
1: as fancy. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see her wearing that like a uh, spandex ice capades costume the that Chevelle was yeah, wearing. The jump yep. suit with
0: like the fringe on it and everything. Oh, yeah, totally.
1: Oh, yeah. I could totally see that. Right.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: OK, uh, let's move on to Courtney and Josh. So we first meet Courtney. She's 30 years old and she is an ex-corrections officer who has been married – three times. All she wants is to be a wife. She met Josh when she was a corrections lieutenant. She had to go through his cell while on duty, and she had found his journals, and she had read through them, and she says she fell in love with his mind. They started dating, and about six months later, Josh got an elaborate proposal tattoo on his arm, including a picture of her face uh, for Courtney. She said yes, and they got married via double proxy, meaning neither of them were actually present there. She's excited for Josh to come home, but she's disappointed because he has been denied parole at her house because, technically, Courtney is also on probation. So it ends up that Courtney didn't know it was against the law to date an inmate being an officer. She would wear wigs and other disguises during her visits with him, and it took about eight weeks for her to get caught. Uh, She was fired and sentenced to 60 days in prison. Courtney is on supervision, being overseen by a sheriff, and she needs to comply with whatever the parole officers say, including maybe not being able to spend time with Josh when he is released. She is convinced that the state has something against her. It's the day of Josh's release and Courtney can't pick up Josh because she's not allowed on prison grounds. So her friend Audra is going to pick up Josh and bring him to Courtney. She's going to be waiting wearing a pickle costume because of this meme they both thought was funny about being a big dill. She'd rather be funny than dolled up considering she's anticipating crying all her makeup off anyway. Courtney tells us that money has been a problem. She has spent twenty five thousand dollars on Josh and has given up luxuries like hot water, so she can send him money instead of fixing her hot water heater. Uh, we leave off with uh Josh pulling up as Courtney is in a pickle costume crouching behind a wall. All right, so we see that you know thirty she's thirty, and she's she 30. is on her third marriage. Why yes. do you think Courtney is so eager to just be married, to be a wife, as she says?
0: I don't know. That's but it's another thing that some people are just really into. Like the idea of I would just, I just I just want to be a wife. I just want to take care of someone. I just want it it's not all that far removed from I want to be a mother, right? Yeah. Especially if you consider being a wife taking care of something. There are definitely people who you know just want to take care of someone for whatever reason, it's usually not the healthiest attitude to have about everything because it is something where you're just like uh, – it's one of those things I can totally see people doing it just to kind of get away from you know, their own anxieties or depression or whatever it is to be like, I just want to worry about somebody else all the time and never – that mm. way I never have to think about me. I never have to think about what I'm doing. Right. And being by yourself means you are always thinking about you, what you want, what you need, what you're doing, how you're doing. And that's Mm -hmm. that can be tough. Right. So it's like there's definitely another thing where it's like maybe we ought to examine this a little bit deeper before we go into Jump into marriage number three.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I do think that there are some people who really want to be in a relationship. They want to be married because it's how they identify themselves, right? And I think – and we've talked about this in different contexts, but I think – people feel that they have value if they are in a committed relationship with someone. So they're so proud to call someone their boyfriend, to call someone their husband, because they really identify with being in a couple because being in a couple makes them feel that they're loved and uh, gives them an identity outside of their own. And so I kind of wonder a little bit for people that, you know, seem to uh, fall under this category, are they the kind of people who don't have a strong sense of self or they don't identify with things outside of themselves?
0: I mean, I would guess yes. You know, it's like, it's especially if you're like, oh, I don't like me very much. Maybe I'll like us. If I can just make it into an us and now I have another person and we kind of go as a unit everywhere. This does not seem like a person who wants to have their own life independent of a relationship, right? That just, that's what, that's the impression I get from her is that she just wants to have be a couple and she just wants to be couple things, which is always, we've seen it before, super smothering for somebody who just gets out of prison and was stuck being alone all the time. And they're just like used to all this time by themselves, all this time alone. And the person goes out and it's just like, we're, Together now, all the time. I'm attached to you. Let let's go. It usually leads to bad things, you know. To lead can lead to things like hiding behind a jersey barrier, dressed like a pickle. She was hiding. That <laughs> was up. weird. I think I've laughed harder at that ending than I've laughed at a lot <laughs> of things in this show. And the way they kept playing like dramatic music, like she wasn't dressed like a pickle, hiding oh behind a jersey God. barrier. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was oh. great. But uh <laughs> it also makes me feel like do you have low self-esteem? Like, oh, I'm never gonna be able to be like that hot glam person. So I'm gonna go the complete opposite. I'm gonna go funny.
0: Uh, could be, could be. Like there there's there, I guess I guess she's a cute girl. You've got one or two one of two things is Yeah, you either have such tremendous confidence, you're like, listen, I'm hot even in the pickle costume. So I don't care if you're in the pickle costume, right? (laughs) Right. Or or you're like that, no, no, no. I know, I know if I look like I'm trying to be hot, it will fail miserably, and I can't pull that off. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way and not try to not attempt at all. Right. Because you have and she did she did have, I don't know, she was very different in her like interviews versus like when we saw her in life. Mhm. I feel like her look was her look was pretty different, but she just a super casual person in real life and that's fine. Like, yeah. you know, her hair was just up and she had a t-shirt and sweats on because also last year who didn't spend all year with their hair up and t shirt and sweats on?
1: I know, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and can't also, blame her too I, much.
1: I feel like she should have known it was against the law. Like, why was that news to her? She thought it was just frowned upon.
0: Oh my god. And and well, you Especially because I feel like, you know, we're teachers. Like, mm-hmm. nobody has to, oh, so they wouldn't say nobody has to tell me. Like, yeah, <laughs> if a student is 18, it's illegal to be with that student. And you know how I know that? Yeah. Because they tell me every year at the beginning of the year, numerous yes, times.
1: That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Like, how have you not gone through training? You know, it seems like yes. that would be like day one training.
0: Yes, it pretty much is for teaching. Like it's definitely week one training where we have to go, all right, we know you've been through this forever, but we have to read it again. (laughs) It's always like (laughs) rule number one, it doesn't matter if they're 18. It's still illegal. You can still go to jail for it. Don't do it (laughs) every time.
1: Yeah, and I think she had to have kind of known because it's like, why would you go to the trouble of wearing wigs all the time, like trying to disguise who you are? I
0: I assumed she knew the part where she was going to get fired. Right, mm-hmm. she knew. It, she at least knew enough that she was going to get fired, but the, not the part where, like, that's actually illegal and we will arrest you for it and you will go to jail for that. Like, I don't yeah. know. It just it it does disturb me. Like, why is she? I know she's going through his stuff and like looking at stuff because she has to be looking for contraband or whatever. But it seems like that was way too close of a reading to do at first. Yeah. You know, like if I. Like, I you know, again, I'm going to my experience in school. If I pick something up, oh look, somebody left this notebook. I'll open it up and try to figure out who this is. I'm not reading it in depth and being like, ooh, this person has a lovely soul. No, that's not happening. I'm looking for a name, <laughs> I'm looking for an address, I'm looking for a date. And if it's not on that page, I'm flipping to the next one. Like so okay. I don't know why she's as soon like, as you, soon as you know this letter maker. is not relevant.
1: Yeah. If you had a troublemaker, would you maybe flip through expecting to find a little something
0: more? I mean, it's a little bit different because you do give up more of your privacy rights in a prison than you do in a school, right?
1: <laughs> I know but, the students wouldn't think so, though. The way they say it, this no, is like a prison.: <laughs>
0: no. Yes, that they, they yes, absolutely. But I, I mean, if, it, it's kind of one of those things where um, they actually had like a huge deal. It's, like, it's actually something that prosecutors have to do when they get like, you know, when Trump happened and they had like, you know, they had Paul Manafort and they went through his stuff and Michael Cohen, all those people that got raided by the FBI. They're allowed to like read the emails, but they have to be like, like there are certain emails where they have to be like, why did you keep reading this email? Like it was clearly not what you were looking for. Like you have to keep going after you, as soon as you determine it's not what you're looking for, you go to the next email. Like, you're not supposed to read them. And that kind of struck me as the same thing, to be like that. But, like, I don't know. It's just – is she also completely unaware of the power dynamics of that? It just is so Yeah,
1: that's kind of gross to me. Yeah. Yeah, that seems – a little desperate, which yeah. I don't know. She seems like a nice enough girl, but I mean, we have been fooled plenty of times oh, on this sure show. Have.
0: We sure have. I definitely feel like we being need to see nice enough. <laughs> and, it, and part of it is because we see him in this first time, and they're just explaining themselves. So they have had time and they've rehearsed the best version of this story that they yes. can come up with.
1: Yeah, because that's the other thing, too, is I would not be surprised in the least if she's like, hey, this guy is attractive. I'm going to look through his stuff a little extra. You know, I'm looking for something just to like get to know who he is. Oh, this guy happens to have a journal. This looks like good reading.
0: You yes. know, I can yeah, see it exactly. going like that,
1: but who's going to admit that? Yeah, I thought this guy was hot, so I took advantage of like the random cell checks and read his journal front to back, and I realized he does have a kindred spirit.
0: Use that to find out the best ways to flirt with him and to get in with him. Yeah, and then, yeah. Like I know, yeah. right? All right. So moving from moving from one kind of gross to another kind of gross, let's go to Stan oh, and goodness. Lisa. Ugh. So Stan who is 65 and from St. Louis is taking some softball batting practice and talking with his old man friends about the 100 to 125 gals he's dated since his wife passed away. He tells us that his approximate let, worth right now is 2.3 million, which you would think he could use to get, get a better hairdo. But um, yeah, anyway, he right. makes, but it, but it does make him plenty attractive to gold diggers of all stripes. <laughs> anyway, the current one is Lisa, who is getting out of prison. They started dating actually before she got arrested. She's 38 years old, which Stan likes because younger women have more energy in bed and don't Gross. complain about body aches all the time. His friends are <laughs> afraid that Lisa is going to use um, use this as a sugar daddy situation, especially since he sent, says he's sent about five grand on her so far. So it's funny though in okay, case so we clearly have whatever what – we're setting up for a gold digger situation. He tells us uh-huh. his net worth. But like of all the people who put dollar amounts out there today this week his was the lowest.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. And it's just like mm, no 5000 isn't so bad. That seems totally reasonable. <laughs>
0: it does seem totally yeah. reasonable. Like that, that it wasn't like the, you know, it wasn't in the five digits. It wasn't in the mid five digits. It was like 5000. Yeah. Like that that doesn't seem un- that much more than you would spend kind of on a regular girlfriend who's not in prison.
1: Right over the course of a
0: couple years, like
1: yeah, and but I mean, I think that also goes to show you that you don't amass money by spending it on your partners in prison, right? True, and I'm not saying that 2.3 is like a gigantic amount, considering you know, because we were talking about this earlier, yeah, it's It's reasonable, but it's not,
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's not like oh, here's money bags over here, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's good, especially because that two point three million, it probably includes his house.
1: Yes, and so that's what we were talking about. We're not saying he just like randomly has two point three million in cash lying around because then yes, that would be excessive. Right. We're saying that he's probably worth two point three million because of you know just the amount of money. Let's include his retirement fund in that, like his assets. Right. You know, his like assets. Sixty five. Totally. It's not unreasonable. For kind um, yeah. of the average person to have amassed $2.3 million in that time. Um, I would say, though, that let's talk about the website that they uh, met on. So I have some familiarity with this website, not because I have personally been on it, uh, but because I have a friend who has met um, – Let me also say a rich friend (laughs) who has met their (laughs) partner on it, and it very much is a sugar daddy website. So, Uh um, the website that they met on is seekingarrangements.com. And oh, yeah, it's, uh, It's sugar daddy adjacent slash it is. But uh, the point is, is that if you're looking for just a hookup, if you're actually looking for someone to just be a sugar baby, uh, just a trophy or if you're looking for an actual relationship and you're just looking for a trophy wife, like you can say all of that. That's why they call it seeking arrangement.
0: Seeking arrangements definitely just sounds like I'm in the I'm in the market for a transactional relationship. Like, let's make this happen.
1: Yes. (laughs) Very much. Um, I did find it interesting that they actually met in person before and then she just happened to go to prison. It's like that seems somewhat positive. And I guess also in a weirdly positive way is that they slept together on their first date. So it's kind of like, you know, how much money has he really given her at that point?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't he didn't have to pay he didn't he didn't like pay out for that. It wasn't like, yeah, a a total you know, that kind of situation. Because it was con here. (laughs) Right, right. Is is working. I don't know, but I feel like it's a little weird. So okay, I can't let this guy go without talking about the elephant in the room. Is it a piece or a die job or both?
1: (laughs) Oh gosh. I think it might be a little of both. I I don't know. I think maybe a dye job because there's definitely some fading and different color matching. I, I
0: think I think he's got. I think it's both. I think he has yeah. a piece, and I think he dyes the top of his what's left on the top and edges of his head to match okay. the piece. Um, but like, I definitely <sighs> think it's a piece. It's
1: yeah. Rough. It's, like it's like you know rough. you're going to be on TV. Like, do something, right? You're worth $2.3 million. Like, how much can a decent die job and a decent, like, piece? Like, maybe a couple hundred?
0: Yeah. it's But it's – the other thing too is um, – and he's not up to this level. I noticed this from, from – I'm a sports person. Like, sports team owners who are just like – all of them are just disgustingly, unimaginably rich, right? In order to own mm-hmm. a sports team, you have to be. And – they're the kind of rich where they could come in with like, you know, a reverse mohawk and just shave the middle of their head and like everybody would be like, looking good, boss. Oh man, maybe I'll get the haircut too. Like nobody will say anything to them about it because they're like, no yeah. say anything about his ridiculous haircut. So they tend to have some very, very wacky haircuts that are just like, who told you that looked good? Why did you do that?
1: Okay. Also, when did his wife die that he has time to date 100 to 125 girls? I think I have been actively dating, I feel like, for at least a good 15 years of my adult life. And I can't say that I've dated 100 to 125 dudes.
0: Um, no, but uh, actually, no, I I wouldn't say no. That's If it's okay. So I think this is over the course of... Probably I would say three or four years would be my guess. Right? That's still. And I don't a lot. think it's unusual for sugar daddy who's looking to get out there and, and, and play the field and try to and like we know, try to have sex on the first date with everybody. Um to to have, you know, to literally go out with a new girl every weekend almost. Like that's gonna that that's it's 50 in a year. Boom, three years, you're at 150. Like I doesn't seem that that doesn't seem that unusual if that's what you're going for is well you know, quantity over quality.
1: Yeah, but then it doesn't even sound like he's really looking for a relationship. It just looks like he's looking to hook up, which is, you know, fine, but I don't know, would you even consider that dating?
0: Oh, I think he would. The way he's like, oh gals that I went on dates with. I think he I mean, does. At one yeah. point think, he called them he, cuties. He them I was like first. Oh, that's right, cuties. Oh yeah. I mean he's a gross dude. Like no doubt, make no doubt about it. He's just like <laughs> He's a chauvinistic old guy, you know. It's like, (laughs) oh my dearies, and my cuties that I like things. So he definitely, you know, is is not going to be our favorite person. But okay. The other
1: thing that I was a bit suspicious about is he seemed to have a lot of pictures of the two of them for only have meeting once.
0: Well, they did. He say that they only met once. Altogether, yeah. like he it sounded like they had their one
1: night stand and then she like dropped off and he was just like, what?
0: OK. Yeah. Then found out he found out a, a while after that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe she's one of maybe she I don't know. Maybe she's one of those people that just, you know, just takes endless selfies all the time. Which is 38 seems old for that. I'm, I'm backing yeah. off of that a little bit.
1: I actually feel like she's going to be the least garbage person just based on her age. She seems a little bit more mature and she hasn't like really scammed him out of that much money.
0: Yeah. It's, yes. Especially because I feel like by the time you're 38, as much as, as gross as it is, you're kind of out of the sugar baby game. <laughs> yeah, You're, well, you're really no, pushing it there.
1: You missed, you missed first season, Lizzie. Lizzie was uh-huh. right in there, and she was older than uh, Lisa, so you know Lisa still has a chance Whew. she could be a sugar baby in well, prison. I mean, you,
0: you, do, you you have to so you have do have to set your set your age bar higher I guess I guess you're not gonna are not gonna be getting the forty year olds or the forty two year olds like a sugar baby. It's like this doesn't work when you're older than him.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, also, how naive is he where he's like, she's in prison. How could she be scamming other people? It's like
0: that part's funny. It's like, <laughs> do you have you watched the show before? I know. And it's like, especially because it's, like, it's like, like
1: the best time what, to scam people. What, <laughs> what else do you have time to, time to do
0: in, in prison besides scam people? Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like a full time job. All right. Speaking of scamming. <laughs> All right. uh, (laughs) So we first meet Deontay, 33, a welder from Newport News, Virginia. You know, a nice, good looking, humble guy who has his own place and his own car. He thought that he would be married by 28, but he's confused why he's still single at 33. His Mm -hmm. love of his life is Nicole, who he describes as beautiful with a nice body and a great personality. He claims he hates materialistic women as he proceeds to buy her a lot of stuff in a wine store. Nicole has spent the last four years in prison for robbery. Deante tells us that you would never guess that and looks can be deceiving and even the most beautiful people can be inmates. Nicole and Deontay met on a site, Paper Dolls, and have been dating a year and a half. And they haven't been able to really see each other outside of prison. Deontay is in love, so he impromptu proposed to her on a visit, so he's expecting to do some wedding planning when she gets out in a few days. We soon get to meet Nicole Jr., who is, as Deontay describes, uh, as a torso, which is literally that. A miniature torso Mm -hmm. with no head or limbs and holes in the neck and crotch, which he tells us used to be a lot smaller. He tells us he bought Nicole Jr. because he has an extremely high sex drive and he needed to have something to prevent him from cheating while OG Nicole was in prison. He haphazardly throws Nicole Jr. on top of a bunch of dirty dishes in the dishwasher.
0: (laughs) The dishes were in the dishwasher! So concerning.
1: I (laughs) I know, right? He firmly believes that he will have a good sex life because obviously Nicole is going to be good in bed and he thinks once she goes black, she'll never go back. We then meet Deontay's good friend, Derek, who is shocked at all the stuff Deontay has bought Nicole, including an iPhone, AirPods, a Michael Kors watch, and Victoria's Secret clothes. Deontay insists he got it because that's what she wanted, and Derek comments that he is literally buying himself a white girl as he eyes the $3,000 in cash that Nicole will get for talking to this fool for a year and a half. Derek thinks it's just too much and thinks that, you know, Deontay's got a high school crush and he just needs to grow up. Derek doesn't think this will work out at all, but for Deontay's sake, he hopes. Derek is all of us as he straight up calls Deontay a dumbass. Deontay (laughs) meets his mom uh, and who still thinks it's impossible to please a tough cookie. He breaks the news over dinner that Nicole is getting out in two days and Deontay tries to establish ground rules with his mom like acting right and being nice when they all meet. His mom tells us that Nicole is a deja vu of Chelsea, who is also a blonde haired big boobed inmate. Chelsea bled him dry financially to the point where Deontay stopped paying his own bills and rent and had to move in with his mom. Deontay says that just because they're both white, big-boobed, and call themselves Barbie doesn't mean that they're the same. Mama Nika flips out when she hears that Deontay spent $20,000 on Nicole in the last year and a half. Okay, so we get the whole, like, lowdown on Chelsea. Apparently, Deontay has a type. and a- He has a type, Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that Deontay thinks this is this time is different and Nicole is different and now this one is the one and she would never scam him out of money.
0: I I I want to have an answer to that question, and I just don't. Like, I like don't dumbassery. Understand.
1: According Why to Derek. Dumbass. <laughs>
0: this this bear is not gonna bite me. Yes, it looks exactly <laughs> the same as that other bear, but I'm very confident that this one's good. Like it's still a bear, man. Like I don't get oh, it.
1: Man. You know he <laughs> seems normal ish uh and I feel bad for him because he also seems a little like um socially awkward a bit.
0: yes, I was gonna say he sounds like an awkward dude like that that's yeah. that like an awkward dude to me um right. and so i think he I think he does have trouble when it when he meets people in social situations because he comes off as awkward and weird and things things so i think that I think that's why he goes to the pen pal. Thing immediately because there's a lot of you know writing and you know some people can come off way different in writing than they can come off when you have to talk to them in person uh, All because right. they edit themselves and and they you know it, some things just work better in writing than they do when you say it out loud you know you don't have that weird kind of trying to hold back a shit eating grin while you're saying something and it's just like no that wasn't creepy until you said it that way and now it's yeah.
1: Creepy. Aside from Nicole Junior, Deontay is starting to give me real strong Sean vibes. Like, just really, just dumb.
0: You know, oh, like, yeah, oh no, absolutely. this person
1: can't be scamming me. I'll go back to the prison pool and pick another one out. Sure, why not?
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I learned my lessons from last time, so this time it won't happen again. But like, well, I don't think it. Think it can. I don't think, <laughs> I think Nicole Junior was that different either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're. I think you're, totally under- see I think you're with-
1: underestimating your idiocy here. <laughs>
0: Yes, well, I mean, don't don't idiots always do that? Like, idiots don't know they're idiots. Right. If they knew they're idiots, they would they would actually change their behavior or take advice from people. But he's just like, no, I got the situation. He just he just does. He has he clearly just has doesn't seem to have any idea what's going on, right?
1: No, not at and all. And what's going on with his choice of sex toys?
0: Oh my god, I have no idea. Okay, so it's like the worst of two worlds, like I feel like if he had just a fleshlight.
1: Yes. Great man.
0: Go sure. for it. Fantastic. Yep. Absolutely. Or if he had like one of them full size silicone things that you that, yes. that you use and you put on the bed. All right. Why is it a tiny silicone yeah, torso? Yeah, that's so it's weird the mix to me. Of the two. It's so weird.
1: Oh, it, <laughs> it was super bizarre. Like, do you fondle those boobs on the torso? Because. That seems really weird. Like, you can pretty yes. much pinch them between your fingers. Like, that is odd.
0: Yes. It's like odd to grab the torso and, like, have have your fingers interlock on the back and your thumb on the back could completely grab all the way around it. And yeah. like, this is – why is it – yeah. And it's like – uh, it just seems like, can we just get rid of all the torso stuff and just have it be a sleeve and then we're good to go. It's the exact yeah. same. The inside is exactly the same.
1: Yeah, because what, is he getting turned on by the torso? Then I would also be concerned.
0: Right. Yes, if he's getting to – because it's like literally baby-sized. Like why are we yes. getting turned on by a baby-sized torso? This is oh not okay. Gosh. It was and gosh. you. freaking and once you jizz all over it and in it and everything, please don't put it in the dishwasher with your dishes that oh. you're going to eat off of.
1: Oh, gosh. Like, oh, I my just, God. It just seems also it's like you're going to mix that
0: with water and create a paste. And it just seems <laughs> bad. <laughs> it seems I mean, so okay, bad. The other thing, too, is like – like, and him like being like, oh, the holes used to be a lot smaller. And I was like, okay, dude, that's not how those things – like. It's a silicone sex toy. It's not supposed to have giant like holes that get stretched out. It's like, uh, it's supposed to go back to its normal size. Like, uh, I do not know how it works. I'm so confused. Like, you have used it. Uh, oh. Okay, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> numerous, numerous times had to remind, had to try to imply, I have a, I have a big dick and I'm good in bed, which, you know, anytime somebody does that on in on like a TV show, I'm always like, I have less confidence that those things are true now But you said it <laughs> than before when you said nothing. <laughs>
1: Well, okay. So my thought is, okay, maybe you have a big dick and you think you can like rest your laurels on the fact that you have a big dick and you somehow think that people will be falling over themselves to marry you by the age of 28. If you just have a big dick, you don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to have a personality. You can be socially awkward. A big dick is going to get you married. Clearly, this is not the case. Deontay, you need
0: to work on yourself. (laughs) Yes, you need to work on something. Something else needs to get worked on. A personality. Something else. Oh, man. I just, it's a lot. I feel like we're going to just be talking about him being an idiot for a long time. All right. So last up, last up, we have Rachel. And the first thing we see of her, who is, she's 35 and she lives outside of Detroit, is checking in on Dougie. We don't know who that is yet, but we find out later is the son of her prisoner husband, who's name Doug. He's 28, the convict, not the child. Rachel is an ex-Marine who describes herself as a rule follower, but she's attracted to the bad boy who will romantically whoop her ass around in bed. This is her third attempt at dating a convict, and she hopes the third time's a charm. They actually got married four months ago, and planned to, and she plans to keep him happy, um... The plan is mostly revolves around intense amounts of baloney and an undisclosed number of blowjobs. So anyway, Doug calls while she's sewing the baloney, like seriously a ridiculous amount of baloney.
1: What is up with that?
0: um, Off to her friends, and Doug calls and starts embarking orders and giving her a hard time about babying Dougie. Uh, But she thinks it's cute that he's flexing like that. But her friends say it's more sinister and is just the beginning of what's going to be a shit show. Anyway, Rachel gets the short commercial segment this week where they discuss the implications of him being 6'5 and her 4'10. Things like, how high do you hang the mirror? And of course, how is 69ing going to work?
1: It's not.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's just something you got to give up when, when, when that happens. Some things not everybody can do. But back in the main storyline, Rachel starts uh, to bug Dougie while he's playing, trying to play PlayStation. He's 12 and has had a rough go of it. Not only is his dad in prison, but his mom is struggling with addiction. He expresses that he has a love-hate relationship with his dad, and he's worried about his dad's strict rules. Rachel says that not only is she looking to adopt Dougie, but she wants to start having kids right away, too. So, uh, like, I'm going to ask this. Where do you even buy that bologna? It was a giant tube of bologna.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that's what you would see at a deli, right? They expect you to have one of those deli slicers. Like she don't got no deli slicer. How's she gonna cut that? No.
0: <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was definitely like the deli wholesale bologna thing that you get.
1: Right. And then she was like, do you think this is enough? Enough for what? Like you didn't <laughs> specify like an expiration date, like enough for a week, enough for ten years. Like we don't know how long this baloney is supposed to last. And why is it that she thinks that like I can't go to the store and buy more baloney if we ran out?
0: Yeah, like, that's I mean, not an I option? assume of all the other things in your fridge. You go to the. You're gonna go to the grocery store for other stuff, right? Just pick up the, uh, this, the Oscar Mayer is cheap. You get the sixty four whatever, like dollar fifty. It's not like I know. Oh, I need it's to like get okay, a giant thing of bologna.
1: Yeah, what are you going to eat? That like okay, it'd be kind of reasonable. I'm, I'm not saying he should. It would be kind of reasonable if you were going to consume that nine pounds of bologna in like a week, because that a would week. be way yeah. more efficient than having to go to the store every day for like. One plus pounds of bologna. I get that, right? But at the same time, who's eating nine pounds of bologna in a
0: week? Could you imagine eating nine pounds of bologna in one week? I would never want to look at bologna ever again at
1: all. Oh, that sounds terrible. That was very bizarre. And I love how she looks all like cutesy and innocent. Like, what? Nine pounds of bologna? That's weird? It's like, yes, it is (laughs) weird, Rachel. It It is is weird.
0: Extraordinarily weird. Yes. (laughs) No, All I'm, right, so I, this is the other person I was talking about with has yeah. the uh I have my stuff together, but I like men who treat me like crap. And it's yeah. like, oh, like, it's rough. Like and it's it's tricky because like I feel like she could use maybe like going on the internet and finding like, you know, some like, you know, um BDSM stuff. Like I feel like yes. she just needs to find like a dominant person who's just dominant oh, sure. in bed. Yes, you know?
1: but not in society where it takes you to prison, right. <laughs> sure. Right. I agree. Exactly. I did not like how he talked to her on the phone. It Ooh. 100% rubbed me the wrong way. It creeped me out and made me feel so bad for her. But the way that she just kind of laughed it off, like, nah, eh, he's just flexing, like – you know, it's it's cute. I like it when he, like, barks orders at me. You know, it's just like, oh, gross. Like, red flag, red flag.
0: Huge, huge. And, like, I, I, I don't want to prejudge it too hard, but, man, he sounds like a shitty dad. Like, so far um, with what he's saying. Well, he, just because you're treating him like a victim, he's going to act like that as long, as you, act, as, long okay. as you treat him like, as long as you don't, like, whip him into shape and let him act like a victim. It's like, dude, you're in jail and his mom's a drug addict. He actually kind of is a victim.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, like, (sighs) I feel bad for Dougie. I know that it's because of his situation, but it's like, how do you deal with a kid like that? Right? Because he definitely has issues. You can tell he has issues. Like, he is an angry child. Like, your first reaction shouldn't be, I'm going to hit my dad. And then I'll hug him like that shouldn't be like your first, you know, that I don't. I
0: mean, honestly, that tends to be what you I wouldn't say what you get, but that tends to be the response of if your parenting style, which it sounds like Doug's Mm -hmm. is, is every every problem is solved with a swift kick, swift kick in the ass. Well, then guess Mm -hmm. what? You're going to have a violent kid. Yeah, that that kid's going to grow up to be violent. Right. and, And that's kind of the way he is. So it's like that. How do we deal with people who have upset us and made us mad or didn't do what we want? We hit them.
1: Yeah. So that's that's what what I'm saying. That's what he wants to
0: do. Yeah. Yeah,
1: He just seems like an angry kid and I feel bad for him. And it's like, poor Rachel. You could just tell she doesn't know how to handle this kid. You know, it's like she tries to be nice about things. She wants to be firm because she wants to provide some kind of structure but mm-hmm. it really only works when Dougie is a willing participant. And if he's not, she doesn't oh. know what to do.
0: No, and it it's it's going to be tough for her because in mm-hmm. order to do this, it's going to require years, years of patience and consistency. And yes. <laughs> like, and 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 let's be honest, Frank, eating a lot of his shit, that kid's going to treat you like shit, and you still have yeah. to keep putting it in. Like that's and, and, you know, after years and years and years of that, when he finally is like, oh, this is actually a person I can trust who has my best interest of heart. If you're yeah. lucky at this point, like you it can come around. But it's not going to be anything that she's going to be able to, you know, just, you know, make him put down his PlayStation and have a chat and everything will be good. It's yeah. going to take a lot more than that.
1: Right. Yeah, so it's it's a difficult situation, but good for her for stepping up because that's – that is so like – big hearted of her. You know, I Mm -hmm. I know that they're married, but you know, they, even though they're married, it's like, he doesn't, you haven't been with him outside of prison. So to take on someone else and to live with their child before you even lived with your partner, like that takes a lot.
0: It does. It does. And that's something that we've seen before in this show that I don't, I don't know how people can do that. I don't know how they can get, be married And say let's take that step to get married before we even spent any time with each other in the outside world. Like you don't – I would feel like things are going great, whatever, if they were going great. But like we don't even know how we work yet. Like how can we possibly be married?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that brings uh, me to my student of the week. Uh, So, my student of the week, I said, was Rachel because, you know, it's Mm -hmm. good on her. Um, Yeah, there are definitely concerns for Rachel, like who she's selecting as her partner, what kinds of things she values in a partnership. Like... Yes. Baloney and being beat around. (laughs) Like, these seem like not good things in a relationship. So... But at the same time, like, you know, showing that much love and support for your partner where you're going to take on the challenge of uh parenting without your partner. Yeah, that's like a mm-hmm. good for her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was the same way. I was like, at least at least of all the people, she's taking on she's taking on something beyond her immediate selfish needs and wants. Yes. Right. She's actually considering yeah. somebody else with, with what she's doing. So yeah Yeah, same with me rachel student of the week
1: okay what about your dunce
0: all right my dunce was deontay just (laughs) because he's so we're on
1: the same page this week
0: he's just so dumb oh my goodness i can't can't even articulate how how much it was and it was like other people might have done things that were you know maybe morally worse or, or or suspect but his is just like, oh, my God, you can't be this dumb.
1: Yeah. Plus, he spent the most money. Well, no, yes, actually, he didn't spend true. the most money. Well, probably combined between his two prison boos, he probably spent the most money. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And come right, on, fair. like,
1: you got evicted because you were prioritizing her needs over your rent? Like, what's wrong with right, you? And
0: what needs? And she's like, on oh, what? He was like, commissary. I was like, what are you buying for – $30,000. I know commissary oh is ridiculously overpriced, but yes. I still feel like $30,000 is... Yeah, that means you can't pay rent. Like, it, it does. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mama's gonna be like, nope, you can't come back here.
0: Can't come back. I I would be.
1: She's taking him back, you know. Alright, mm-hmm. uh, so what about your life lesson?
0: So my life lesson goes to, because we had this a lot, you can't blame the other people in your life for assuming that situations that look very similar from the outside are gonna turn out the same like as they did last time yeah yeah like i feel like there were a few people you know deontay there was Brittany. um you know there's even maybe even maybe you could put courtney in this of the people who are like well what's different about this one that's going to work out differently and they're just like it's different it just is i can tell it's like well you can't and, and and then kind of to turn it around and act like everybody else is being ridiculous for thinking that, yeah, I think the same thing is going to happen again.
1: Right. Don't trust your feelings. Clearly, they have betrayed you.
0: <laughs> yes, they have betrayed you already. Sure.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, my life lesson is, uh, I guess, towards a couple of people who think they're getting scammed or used for money. Uh, If you're concerned about people using you for money, you probably shouldn't be buying them things that they just simply don't need, you know? And so it's like one thing where you're saying, okay, I need to be Mm -hmm. in communication with you. Let me get you a phone. Do you have to get them an iPhone and some AirPods to match? No. You know, it's like, let's Mm -mm. do bare necessities. And then you'll figure out pretty quickly if this person isn't satisfied with, you know, the quality of the things or the quantity of the things that you're getting them, like, yeah, then probably right. they're scamming you for money.
0: Yeah. Let's, 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 let's start off with an LG and um, some Timex and a Timex and we'll see, <laughs> we'll see where the other ones come after that.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we're just getting started with this group. So it's, it's exciting. Uh, we still have one yeah. couple left that we haven't seen.
0: Yes, but I don't know what their names are.
1: <laughs> yeah but uh yes.
0: <laughs>
1: and it was interesting because we saw kind of a preview
0: yeah and hopefully it's you know if they're gonna move the season along pretty quickly I don't want them to do I feel like so I feel, maybe it wasn't last year but like they do like th- four episodes three episodes before the people are getting out of prison and it's like no 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 I want yeah. them out of prison next week
1: well <laughs> it looks like next week there are, were we get two or three people out I think yeah. Deontay's lady gets out Nicole um Josh is out. We saw the pickle costume.
0: Oh, right. The pickle. Um, We were waiting for Josh at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. I want people out of prison. Right. Like, I like – I appreciate the introduction, but –
1: Yeah. And all of them have been talking about like, oh, they're getting released in a few days. So, I think almost everyone. Uh, Yeah. So, I feel like we're going to – we're going to see all of our couples, at least the partners, soon.
0: Yes, definitely. Looking forward to it.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week then, same time.
0: All right. See you then. Okay. Kay. Bye. Bye.